Hi, it's Morgan, and you're listening to the Sustainable Motherhood Podcast, where I talk about my journey to becoming a lower waist person while also being a mom. Hi, everyone. I hope you're all doing really well today. And if you just want to take a moment to check in with yourself, because I feel like that's something I always forget to do. I feel like I go through the day and I have no idea, like, my emotions of the day. Like, I just feel like I'm so busy with a toddler and just life and work and school. And it's just crazy. Like, life is just crazy sometimes. And I just wanted to put that reminder out there to check in check in with yourself and just, like, see how you're doing. Like, really, how are you doing? Be honest with yourself. And I hope that this podcast can if you know you're having not the best day I hope this podcast can bring some brightness into your day and maybe just take your mind off things um it definitely does for me it's like fun for me to be able to record it for you guys and think about like who's listening and what do they want to hear and think of new ideas but like the recording part is my favorite part for sure because I just get to like kind of vent a little bit and and it's not really often that you get to like sit down and talk for basically however long you want. Um, I mean, obviously I I have limitations when when it comes to how long I can talk and how long I can hold, you know, I would like to hold people's attention for, but you know, normally when you have a conversation, you're kind of like back and forth and all of that and so I love that I can like sit down and talk about a topic that I've been thinking about for like a long time straight I don't know if that's weird but it's kind of fun like if you if you have never like tried podcasting I don't know it's like a journal I don't I'm not a journal I know like a lot of people really love to journal and I've tried it so many times but I never stick to it I feel I'm, I'm very critical of myself when I'm like writing like I'm like oh my handwriting looks bad or oh if I messed up a word I have to like scratch it out and then I'm like oh maybe I should just start all over so I feel like podcasting is kind of just like a journal in a way that I can just talk about things that I'm interested in and obviously I'm not gonna tell you guys my deepest thoughts because that's probably not that interesting to you but it still is stuff that I think about and it's stuff that I'm like trying to actively do and incorporate into my life so It's kind of like a moving journal slash vlog, but not a vlog. I don't know what to call it. (laughs) Podcast vlog of my life. So anyways, um, all that said, I just wanted to start the episode with asking you how you are, how you're feeling. If you want to take a second, pause the episode and just like check in with yourself and see how you're doing, um, that would be great. But anyways, without further ado, I'm going to move on to the topic of today's episode because it's something I'm definitely experienced in. I I love a good side hustle. I always have. Ever since I was like young, I've always like had a side hustle. This is just, I don't know. I don't know why. I just like, it makes sense to me. I feel like And I think it's because I'm kind of like this highly productive person. I like to always be doing things. I like to have projects. And so it's not always because we're talking about side hustles today. So it's not always about the money for me. It's kind of like about the productivity and like having something to do with my free time. Um, And I do have other hobbies as well. I'm not just like obsessed with making money because I'm 
I'm definitely, um, I have other hobbies, you know, I spend a lot of time doing gardening and reading, listening to audiobooks, listening to podcasts, all that. Um, so I definitely don't encourage you to spend all of your free time doing side hustles, but I think especially moms, like I think having a side hustle can be really, really rewarding for you because at least for me, um, I just, I feel like I need to kind of contribute in a way to like the budget and everything like that. And if you, if you're like a stay at home mom and you, you know, you don't need that like in extra income and you don't feel like you need to make extra income, like that's totally fine. Even if you're a working mom, like you don't need to have a side hustle, but if you want one, I have some tips for you because I have done many and I haven't done all of these on the list, but I have done almost all of them on the list, um, at least once. So, and I just want to say like, um, this episode will not include anything about MLM companies, uh, which is multi-level marketing companies. I just wanted to put that out there first. If you make money that way, cool, but I'm not going to be talking about that in this episode. These are ways that you can make money yourself, not through another company or getting a job somewhere or anything like that. These are ways you make money that you are basically like the owner of your company. Um, so before I get into it, with that being said, before I get into it, you before you do any of these, please, please, please look up and follow any laws in your state, in your country, in your region, county, um, because I'm not going to get into the specifics of legalities behind these, um, you know, taxes and any licenses and things like that. Certain like ones of these, you would need specific licensing. Um, a lot of them are super simple to come by, but just make sure before you start doing these, you do it legally. So, and some of these, actually, you wouldn't need any licensing or anything like that. They would, you wouldn't need to probably even pay taxes on them because, I mean, don't quote me on that, but I, I really don't think, like, especially the first one, I'll just say it. I don't think you probably, maybe you do. I don't know because it doesn't really, I would not say you would need to. So the first one, I'll just say what it is so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you need to pay taxes on things that you sell on Facebook Marketplace. I don't think so. So number one, that being said, number one is to upcycle or resell thrifted items on Facebook Marketplace. So if you find an item or if you have an item that you've thrifted, that you no longer want or you bought specifically for the purpose of reselling, um, you, yeah, you can make money thrifting items and reselling them. And some people might say, oh, that's kind of dishonest. (laughs) You're just buying something from a thrift store and reselling it for a higher price. But it does take effort, not only to find the items, but also to list them, to clean them up. A lot of times, like, if we've done, like me and my husband have done this a few times, not nothing crazy, but we definitely have. If we see something at Goodwill and we're like, oh my God, that is priced for like, he's better at it than I am, but we're like, oh, that's priced for like $6. We'll look it up and it's like retail $80. Like you wouldn't believe the stuff you can find, but we, we just, we maybe already have one or we don't necessarily like need that item. Um, or maybe we buy it, we think we want it, but then we decide we don't. 
we can resell it and obviously you wouldn't be getting the retail value but like let's say you sell it for twenty dollars you would still be making a fifteen dollar profit so some people do this like as a business and if you're doing it as a business you would need to like register as a business and pay taxes and things like that um I know there's like one girl that I follow on Instagram. I think her Instagram is We Thriftio, and she basically thrifts clothes and resells them on Instagram Live. And she, I mean, I don't know how much she spends on the clothes that she's thrifting, but I kind of typically know thrift store prices, and she is definitely like increasing the price a lot when she sells, which is she should because it takes her a lot of time to find those pieces, you know find like style them post photos of them um you know all of that it takes time it takes effort and so i don't think that there's anything wrong with doing something like that i actually think it's really awesome because some people don't like thrifting and some people don't like sifting through things at the thrift store so if they can just go into facebook marketplace and search like bike or whatever and you have that item it's that they might buy it but they might not go to the thrift store and show up every day to see if they have that item that they're looking for so it does make it more convenient for the person that's buying it um so that's my first one so it's you can either upcycle it like if you want to change it a lot of times like i'll just clean things up like things are dusty or they need like fresh coat of paint or things like that clean them up wash them get them like sellable get them in like good condition to where you know they're definitely like they look really good they're sellable and all of that and yeah resell them um my second is actually my current side hustle and i don't know it used to be my full-time gig but now it's my side hustle and if you like cooking then i would highly recommend looking into doing meal prep or private chefing for people so obviously this one does take a little more qualification than buying things at thrift stores and selling them because people if they're going to hire you um, to do private chefing for them they are probably either going to want some kind of qualifications but i don't think it's necessary for you to go to culinary school to do this but if you are interested in doing this, I would highly recommend making a portfolio of food that you cook. So you can take photos of the meals that you cook. You can, um, yeah, mostly photos and like descriptions of the dishes so that you can send people a portfolio or post it online somewhere, make a website, things like that. So you can get clients variety of ways. Um, I have gotten some through certain websites where you can post your you know your profile and people are looking for a private chef specifically and they can find you through that or you can post on Facebook you can make a website um, you can post in Nextdoor or things like that that you're available for private chefing or meal prep and there's a few ways you can do it you can either cook at your home and deliver food but I will say that that is probably less likely to be legal where you live it's not legal where i live so i do all my cooking at my client's home so yeah i go to their home i do meal prep i clean up and i leave and a few things i will say about this that are important um, you do need to have insurance when you do this so you need to have some kind of insurance because if you're cooking in someone else's house and something happens, they can sue you 
or if someone gets sick off of food that you cook, obviously you don't want that to happen, but you do want to protect yourself just in case something does happen. So honestly, the insurance is not that expensive. If it's something that you're going to commit to and do, um, I think it's like two, $300 a year. So it might seem like a lot, but you can, if you're charging the proper amount for your meal prep, it, it's fine. It, you know, it will even out and everything. So that's what I'll say about that. And I will say like, People want you to work really hard when you meal prep for them and and do private chefing for them because you do charge like a higher amount per hour than you would like make working at like a cafe or working in a kitchen somewhere. You're going to charge more than that. I'm not going to tell you how much I charge or how much I suggest charging because it depends on you. It depends on your experience. Um, if you're just starting out, you know, you can give a lower rate, but don't give too low of a rate where you wouldn't want to do that for someone long term at that rate. Because more than like more than likely not, you're not going to give get a raise because it's a contract position. You set the price with your client. So anyways, there's definitely a lot of dynamics behind it. But I wanted to mention that one because that is my side side hustle um and yeah I love it I love cooking for people it's a lot of fun for me and I always you know you're like why is that sustainable (laughs) well um meal prep is actually a really sustainable thing to do because you know you reduce the amount of food that's wasted I always buy my clients food as I buy my own food I try to buy as much plastic free as possible um obviously if my clients request something that comes in plastic it is like my job to purchase it for them, but most of the time they don't. Most of the time I'm buying like fruits and veg, um, you know, grains, things like that, that I can usually get plastic free or in bulk or something like that. So so that's why it would be included on the sustainable list. Um, the next one also has to do with food. If you like cooking, if you like baking but not cooking, you can sell baked goods out of your home. And again, I'm not going to get into the details of the law, but there's something called a cottage food law, which allows you to sell specific foods out of your home. Um, And a lot of times they include baked goods, jams, things like that. So if you look up your state or your country and see if that law applies to you, then you can probably sell baked goods out of your home. So how can you make this sustainable? You can make it sustainable by sourcing sustainable ingredients and you know compostable packaging recycled packaging um you can do like a if you make things and put them in certain containers that you can get back from your clients things like that so there are a lot of ways to make it sustainable and i think it's a really great business like people love scratch made pastries and that's actually what my mom does and i helped her like we did it together at the beginning but now she does it and she does way more than we ever did she makes like custom cakes and all kinds of stuff so if you um want to check her out if you're in kansas uh her name is nice bites bakery so so yeah you can definitely do it in like a sustainable way and maybe even you can i saw this one company which i thought was really cool this would be more of a company not a side hustle but They worked with a juice company and they took all the pulp from their juice, like their cold pressed juice, and they turned it into like cookies and granola. So if you have a company like a juice shop near you or something, you could see if you could upcycle some of their ingredients into 
superfood cookies or like they you know like carrot date balls or something like that and that'd be so good but anyways that's also a really good option um if you're a stay-at-home mom or something you can always like you maybe like baking and you're like okay gotta stop eating all these baked goods which i i am guilty of i love baking and i love eating baked goods so um but we usually don't have a problem getting rid of them in our house so if you have too many baked goods you can always sell them so next number four i don't know if i'm telling you the numbers but this is number four uh, obviously i'm a top-notch podcaster here so number four is to sell unwanted items in your home and you're like okay that's not really a side hustle but it could be because if you have a lot of clutter and stuff in your house that you don't need anymore you can seriously make some probably pretty decent money doing this and maybe it's not a long-term side hustle but i think there's like always something to sell in your house i don't know what it is it's like i could not go shopping for like a year and I would still find something that I could sell in my house. So I don't know. That's just how that's just how it is. I think we just accumulate things and things don't always serve us a purpose anymore. And that's OK. But I actually think it's sustainable to sell it to someone else, because if you sell it to someone instead of just donating it, I think it has a higher chance of being used later on. Because you know for a fact that someone was willing to pay money for something, so they are probably more likely to use it and to get more life out of that product. So yeah, I would say if you have a lot of clutter that's annoying you or you have some big furniture items or things like that, then go ahead and try to sell them. I think Facebook Marketplace is a great place to start. If you don't have Facebook, you can do like Nextdoor. I'm not sure if Craigslist is still a thing, but it was at some point. So that's an option as well. So number five is also similar to number one, but it's a little different. So number five is turn trash into treasure. So people throw things out and yeah, you can sell them. <laughs> like you can drive around and find stuff. Um, there's an Instagram called junkyard journals. I think that's the name. And she does this, like she finds trash and she sells it. I don't think she always sells it, but I think she sometimes keeps it like for her home. But yeah, she, it's amazing the stuff she finds. And honestly, the stuff that we've found, I've been amazed. Like we found my husband's bike in the trash and we could have easily sold that, but we ended up using it. And I also, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with this because someone is throwing it away and you can't guarantee that someone's going to come along that really needs that item before the trash comes and gets it. So I don't think there's anything wrong with this. And I think if you live in an apartment complex, this is like gold like seriously because people move out and they just like dump half of their stuff at the garbage i know it's so weird i can't even imagine doing something like that unless i was like running from i don't know the cops or something but i would probably just leave the stuff in my apartment if i was doing that so i don't know people do it people just dump half their stuff at the dumpster i've seen it happen multiple times um so yeah that's always a good option if you see something on the side of the road and you're like oh I could sell that. Just pick it up and do it. So my next one, number six, is make handmade items to sell on Etsy. So this is something that I've never done, but I have thought about it. And I think that there are a lot of ways to do this sustainably. So it totally depends on what you're making, but there's 
lots of different handmade items that people are searching for on Etsy. So this would take some research and it would obviously take some skill because you know, you need to be good at something and make it look nice in order to sell it. But I think there's so many options. So here's a few that I have thought of that I think would be cool. Um, I think making macrame would be really cool. So I've, I am making a couple macrame things in my home right now, but just for myself. But I actually got the thread, thread, rope, whatever you use to make macrame. I got it off of Etsy, but <laughs> it's made out of 100% recycled cotton, which I thought was really cool. It's dyed naturally and everything like that. And so I think you can buy things that are sustainably sourced, sustainably made, and turn them into the actual product because it's just like raw, like it's just like a bundle of rope. You can turn that into a beautiful macrame if that's something you're good at and resell it for way more than what you bought the materials for. So again, obviously this would take some skill, probably some practice, but it's also, if you're good at something and you know it, like I think pottery would be an awesome one. One of my friends, she makes pottery and sells it. Um, Hi, Ashley. And let's see, many other things. Jewelry, if you can maybe upcycle things into new jewelry pieces sell them on etsy like custom made oh another thing that i bought off etsy which i think was cool um and i think would possibly be you know a cool side hustle is someone i think it's called like scraps to scrunchies from scraps yeah i think that's it scrunchies from scraps and she buys like vintage clothing and turn like you know probably damaged or something like Sometimes vintage clothing, the fabric is okay, but like maybe the buckle is broken or something's broken on it. Um, it's not wearable anymore. And she turns them into like scrunchies, headbands, all kinds of cute things. So I think that would be a really awesome one. And you can get like super cheap thrifted fabric and turn it into something new. Um, again, this would obviously take some skills. And yeah, so those are just a few options. I've also thought about doing like making my own makeup and selling it on Etsy. I probably wouldn't do it unless I had like a bigger space to do it in, but I think that would be really awesome. And you can get like compostable packaging or metal things to make like zero waste mascara and things like that. And so I think there's a lot of people out there right now searching for sustainably made products, especially like decor and hair care, skin care, and makeup, things like that. So if you do know about that and you are able to make those items, I definitely think that there's a market for it because sustainability is just getting more and more popular, which is amazing. So more more market for your side hustle. So number seven, it's kind of, I don't know, maybe it's a basic one, but I think it's kind of cool and I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, is pet sitting, house sitting, plant sitting. So if you have some friends you can do it for or you could make a post on a local Facebook group or next door that you're available for dog sitting or house sitting, then I think you can definitely do this. And I think it's a great side hustle if you're a mom because you can, as long as the dog is friendly, you can probably take your kid with you to do it, to go water the plants, to check on the house, Um, do all of those things. So I think that is a good option if you're a mom and you know you would have to take your kid with you and I think that would work out really well. So I haven't had any experience doing this but I know some um, people who do this and they you know they make you know pretty good side hustle money. So 
Um, again, I have no idea how much you would charge for that, but I'm sure maybe like you could ask around or something or just charge whatever they, you know, ask the people you're working for what they're comfortable paying and, and all of that. So the next one is something I would love to do at some point in my life um, is to sell some of your produce from your garden. So obviously this would take some planning and if you already have a garden, it might be something you could add an extra couple, like if you have a big space, you can add a couple extra veggie beds or herb beds and or even flowers. I think fresh cut flowers, you can sell those for quite a bit. Uh, I see them at the farmer's market, like homegrown fresh cut flowers, you know, like $20, $25 for a small bundle of flowers. And, but yeah, it does take a lot of effort. So if it's something, maybe it's already your hobby, you already love to garden and um, you find yourself with extra produce that you don't know what to do with, or maybe you make pickles or something like that from your produce. Um, Yeah, it could be a good way. Again, you're going to have to look up the local laws in your area, but this was just something I thought would be neat to put on the list. So um, the next one, number nine, is also something that I think is really a really good idea and could become like even a full-time job for someone if they are really good at it and really passionate about it is being a consultant for sustainable living. So I think there's a lot of people who are interested in sustainability, but they don't really know where to start. And there are a lot of free resources online and things like that, like this podcast, you know, super, super good free resource, right? Um, but I think a lot of people do like that one-on-one connection to someone and to have them there with them, um, while they're making switches, while they're changing their mindset and things like that, kind of like a reliability coach. So I think it could be a kind of cool idea if you know a lot of people, you have like a group of people, um, market that to them and say like, Hey, you know, how would you feel about, hiring me as like your sustainability coach and you know work out the rates try to make up something that's workable for both parties um but i think it could be a really cool a cool side hustle um or even like a full-time thing i really i think it could be cool i i mean i think like i had so many questions i still do i I'm looking stuff up constantly and it would be so nice if i could just text like my consultant and be like hey like earlier I was looking at hand towels for the kitchen, like, hey, are Turkish cotton hand towels sustainable and ethically made, question mark? And like that person could just send me like all the information they have, like solid yes or no. Like I think it would be awesome. But anyways, if that's something you're passionate about and you've had a lot of people be like, oh, wow, you're like really good at the sustainability thing. I would love to know more about it. Then maybe you you would have a market for that. So and then number 10, the last one, it's also something I don't really have experience with. Um, well, I do because I make this podcast, but I don't make money on it, which is which is totally fine. I do this as a hobby, but some people do. Some people do make money making content about sustainability on YouTube, on Instagram, on podcasts, things like that. I think it is a possibility, blogs, it is a possibility to make money making content about sustainability. And I think it's amazing because if you are putting content out there that encourages people to live a more sustainable lifestyle and gives people tips on how to do that, 
then I think the more the better. Like the more people that are talking about this, the better. And if you can make a little money on the side, then I think that's great. I will say, obviously, it takes work. Um, I think people look at YouTubers or you know Instagram people and they just think, oh my God, like their life is so easy. All they do is like film a couple videos and like bam, done. But I think it's a lot of work. I mean, I've made a few YouTube videos just like for fun and yeah, it's a lot of work. Even the podcast, it does take time from my day. I have to edit. It took me a long time to figure out the editing and I'm still not great at it. I want to learn more. So it does take time and I think it's probably not going to be like instant gratification whereas some of the other ones, you know, you're going to get a fast cash. So I kind of put them in order of things. I tried to put them in order of things that like are kind of really fast to get money to like kind of more of a long-term thing. So anyways, if you are passionate about it, I say like go for it. Um, I would just say in the mindset of content creating, go in with a mindset that you're not going to make any money because more than likely you won't and that's okay as long as you're doing it out of like for fun and it's like a passion for you. So yeah, it's just, it was just like an option. So um, anyways, those are my 10 sustainable side hustles for you. I hope you guys enjoyed them. And if you do any of these, I would love to know about it. I would also love to know if you have any other side hustles that you do, that you make money from that are sustainable. Um, So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you guys next Saturday. Bye.